pray, friend. Let's pray. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for allowing us to be able to gather today. Thank you for each and every person that is going to hear this show. We pray and ask that you meet them where their needs are, strengthen them where they're weak, build them up where they're torn down. Oh Lord, we pray that our words are able to be able to touch their hearts. We pray that our show is the blessing that each and every one of them need. God, I pray and ask that you please lay a hand on our leadership all the way from our president down to our local city counselors, our neighborhood officials, Lord God. Help them to make decisions that are best for the people they serve, oh Lord. And I pray and ask that you empower us with knowledge so that we can be able to make sound decisions as we head to the polls later this year so that we can be more engaged in our community and enact change throughout the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay, CJ Wade, tell me something good. Ooh, sis, I got a little tearjerker for you today. Okay. Oh, Lord. Okay, okay. Get your tissue. Get you some tissue. I keep it handy now. <laughs> I be in my feelings. <laughs> this is a really good moment to do so. So found this on Upworthy.com and Upworthy's Instagram page. And this is a story mm-hmm. about the Jacobs. This is about Marie and Jake Jacobs. And this couple, they're an interracial couple, black male, white female. He is from Trinidad. She is from the UK. She's from Mm -hmm. Britain. And they fell in love in the 1940s. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And they're still together. Oh, a little long time. I know, I know. So this is where it gets extra, extra mushy, mushy, mushy. They already were in love with each other during a part of history where that was not popular. That's Mm -hmm. number one. Number two, he was also in the military. So he was serving in the UK during World War II. And they met, fell in love with each other. He had to move back, of course, because he was just there on assignment. They Mm -hmm. were love letters back and forth each other. Oh my gosh. And And I'm trying to get y'all to respond to a text message. right and he just was like i can't take this anymore i've got to go marry this woman so he returned to the uk within a few years and he asked her to marry him and you can read all the lovey-dovey amazing sweetness on Mm upworthy.com so i'm just giving you the the really quick highlights i mean they talk about how they met and how he quoted Shakespeare to her and Okay, philosophy. Oh yeah, he came with with the sauce now. He came with it. <laughs> and um here's the kicker for me is that when he asked her to marry him, her father said, If you marry him, you will not set foot back in this house. Oh wow. So he kicked That's her sad. out. He kicked her out. And mm. her quote says, my father threw me out and I left with only one small suitcase to my name. No family came to our register office wedding in 1948. The first mm. years of our marriage living in Birmingham, to my Birmingham, England here. Oh, that's what a turn up. <laughs> <laughs> the first years of our marriage living in Birmingham were hell. I cried every oh. day and barely ate. No one would speak to us. We couldn't find anywhere to live because no one would rent to a black man and we mm. had no money. People would point at us in the street. Then I gave birth to a stillborn son in eight months. Oh. 
it wasn't related to the stress I was under, but it broke my heart and we never had any more children. But oh. gradually, life became easier. I got teaching jobs, ending up as a deputy head teacher. First, Jake worked in a factory, then for the post office. And they go on and talk about more about how it didn't start off as wonderful as it started, so to speak, right? Their marriages mm -hmm. start off as easy peasy just because they were in love, but how it's continued to grow and just be beautiful and how people became more accepting as the years went by. And even though they still had some prejudice and everything, it's like their love has never stopped. And so just go on upworthy.com and just Google the Jacobs they are just as sweet as pie to look at. They have all kind of cute little Instagram photos on them on that page. And oh. I love the fact that even though they both experienced some form of racism as mm -hmm. a result of them being married to each other, they both were committed to each other. They right. were both so committed to each other. And I love that. I absolutely love that. Mary has a little bit of Alzheimer's coming on right now, mm -hmm. but God is still good, <laughs> you know, that yeah. he has had a very rich, loving life with you. Yeah. And so I am so team Jacobs right now. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to just like hug them both right yeah, now. Yeah, that's a really enduring story. And it's a good testament to how much um, love, and but more so marriage, is like a choice. You know, you wake <laughs> up every day and you choose to be with that person. You choose to overcome and compromise and you know deal with negative things from the outside world like like racism or joblessness you know yeah you choose to stick with each other through all of that it's beautiful and they've chosen to be together in marriage over 70 years now yeah that's a long time it when is you think about everything they've been through and mm -hmm. they're still together and lovingly together not mm -hmm. i'm tolerating you together but yeah. lovingly together so it gave me all the feels and I had to share it. <laughs> Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. I know you got something to tell me. I just know you Yes, do. I do. I'm ready. I'm ready. You, I'm come, ready. you come with it every time. So today we are talking about Miss Ashanti Palmer. Okay. Okay. She was named the valedictorian of her graduating class at Nellie A. Thornton High School in Mount Vernon, New York. Ooh, ooh. And what is amazing about Miss Ashanti is not just the fact that she received more than $430,000 in scholarships. Mm. Okay. I almost coughed my water. Wait a minute. Yeah. Yeah. yeah what yeah. now? Not just the fact that she Ooh. received over $430,000 in scholarships <laughs> or the fact that she also plans on majoring um, in medicine. She wants to be a doctor. So she's going to be a pre-med major. Come on now. Palmer has not missed a single day of school since pre-K. Come on now, Sean. So from pre-K all the way up to her high school graduation, she was in that thing every single day. Her face was in the place, okay? You know what? When she gets a job, not now one of y'all need to say anything to her by taking a seat. Okay. <laughs> At all. You are so right. I hope she takes a gap year or something. Probably not, though. She'll probably be in school this fall. <laughs> Don't y'all hound her at all. If she says she coughing, you let her go now. Leave her alone. <laughs> You'll see her tomorrow. <laughs> yes, talk about achievements. And she says she noticed um, her record, you know, her continuous record of attendance when she was um, in 
about middle school, but once she got to high school and things, she was like, well, you know, why not? I just keep it up. And mm-hmm. a little quote from her says, being named valedictorian feels good because it shows that all the hard work I've put in over the years has paid off. And that effort is being celebrated in a big way. In terms of my perfect attendance, this wasn't something that I sought out. I always knew that showing up to school every day was important because even missing one day can set you back. I mean, just look at That's that whole right. maturity. I, I mean, I honor that because I was in college laying in the bed, paying for classes, okay? Paying for classes, staring up at the ceiling like, ooh, child, do I really feel like going? Yeah. I want to walk across this campus. Yes. And sis was in high school like, no, because if I miss one day, you know, that's going to set me back. I wasn't concerned. <laughs> I wasn't concerned. So, Miss Ashanti, you're already way, way ahead of most of the game. That's right. And if any of those supervisors have anything to say to you, mm-hmm. you just tell them to talk to us. Okay. Mm-hmm. We got you back around here in the Queens. Email us at queensbelikepodcast at gmail.com. That's it. <laughs> Welcome back to our newest segment for this season called Crown Check. And today, we just want to reiterate some of the verses that you may have heard flying around during the bottom line, because mm-hmm. we don't want you to miss those nuggets that you can chew on this week. So the first one is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. And it says, it says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to quickly reiterate that, isn't that what we all want? We yeah. want someone that seeks us with their heart, not with just their hand and what we can do for them. But mm-hmm. we want someone that seeks us with their heart, their whole heart, that they want you for you. Well, same thing that God wants. So you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's Jeremiah 29, 13. The second one is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Again, seek first, then the things. And like my sister said, absolutely. Like my sister said, doesn't necessarily mean it's all tangible things. We have to be mindful that the fruit of the spirit comes as a result of production and that production has to be cultivated. So we have to allow ourselves to be aerated by the experiences that we have. So that way God's fruit can be produced out of us. So Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. The next one, Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. I ain't gonna lie. This is like my gangster verse passage right here. (laughs) It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And usually we hear that part and we get crunk. Yes, be strong in Mm -hmm. the Lord. That's it. But then we gotta, right, right. So then we forget that we gotta actually do something other than just be strong. Well, how do you be strong? I be strong by doing verse 11. (laughs) So let's start with verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against 
flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, mm -hmm. take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And lastly, but not least, Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Okay. That is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 17. Last but not least again, <laughs> yeah. Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Verse six, let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Those are the four verses that we highlighted in the bottom line today. And yeah. our prayer is that you really allow those verses to marinate into your spirit this week. Mm -hmm. We don't know what darts are coming. That's not our job. Mm -hmm. Our job is to be ready. Cause they coming. They're coming. <laughs> our job is to be ready. And we do have that part in our control. We can be ready. So if you didn't do quite a good job, if you didn't do a good job last week, <laughs> if you said some things that are a little flippant um, that you're not quite proud of, we're going to dust that off. We're going to ask for forgiveness. We're going to say, Lord, I need your help. Help your girl. Help your man out. I need some help. And that's okay to do too. So in Jesus' name, go in peace. And we hope to see y'all again next week. See you soon. Hey friends, we would absolutely love it if you would tell us something good. Did you finally pay off a student loan? Did your edges grow back in? Did your best friend switch to baby daddy cousin graduate with honors and a job offer? Go ahead and tell us all about it so we can share the good news. Send us an email at queensbelightpodcast at gmail.com or slide in our DMs on Instagram. You can find us at queensbelightpc. Yeah, so today I woke up like, you know, today's going to be a good day. Yes. And it was just challenge, challenge, try, oh. smart remark, attitude, me too, me funky, too, me too. sly, shady responses. And I'm sitting oh. on the other end of the screen like, bruh, what did I do? It's like, right. It's like, welcome to level <laughs> four of Jumanji. Yes. You are. <laughs> yeah. And I, I was not even doing that. I didn't do nothing. I woke up today and ate breakfast. I worked out like today was supposed to be lovely. <laughs> and I mean, it really challenged my spirit because folks was just cutting up for no reason. 
Yeah. And I just, I handled it well, but like, you know how, you know how you like mature and it's like, you know, the phrase like kill with kindness or just learning how like some things just don't deserve a response, yeah. you know, kind of like pick your battles. And it's like, every time something happened, you know, my inner thug was like, get them. Yeah. Um, and then on the out, but on the inside, it was like, nah, nah, chill. That's it. Chill. That's real. Could you respond to this differently, Jasmine? You know, what is, what is grown woman Jasmine going to do? And it just took, it sucked all the petty out of me. And I ain't even going to lie. I ain't going to let that petty go. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm with you. I'm so with you. This lady called me a girl today. Oh. And not in a, an empowering way. Right. So she's like, hey, girl, where am I supposed to go? And my look, <laughs> like, that look you just did, my look was like, who are you talking to? You talking to, to me? Yeah, like, <laughs> who, who are you talking to? Yeah. That's what I, that's what all my face said before my mouth could say anything. And so I proceeded to take mm -hmm. care of her request. <laughs> and my coworker said, child. <laughs> you did good because I just had to walk off for you because I was yeah. about to say something myself and she said oh, when I tell you God is good you did that <laughs> now I got to give it to you she started clapping I said give glory and honor all praise <clears throat> glory and honor to God because he is the only one that saved her he saved her the only one as people that is ride, so crazy. Ride four wheelers so, somewhere in my neighborhood, whatever. But it was just like, oh my gosh, lady, like how more disrespectful do you be? Like if you don't know someone and you're going to be asking them of some sort of service and you don't know what's happening, mm. most people say, ma'am, or excuse me. Yeah. Someone goes, hey girl. Yeah. What possessed you <laughs> to say that to yeah. me? So when I looked at her and my eyes was talking, Mm -hmm. My coworker said, "Oh, I heard everything you said before <laughs> <I> talking." <laughs> and he didn't say a word. <laughs> I was like, "What possessed you to be this rude today?" Then this other lady, she wanted to put her mask on, and I'm like, "Are you kidding me right now? Is that really the conversation we're gonna have?" Yeah, I really feel like this whole mask game is just tired. Like, put it, put it on, child, please, man. And if you, here's the thing: if you were at a job where they said you need to wear steel toe boots a hard hat, gloves, <laughs> a, a neck covering, a hazmat suit, goggles, goggles. If they told you you had to wear these things, thick socks. Or even just dress codes. Like, Usually every job got some kind of dress code. I'm throwing everything I can think of. Just mm -hmm. throw it in there. If they told you anything else, you will wear it and have no problems. Mm -hmm. And you mean tell me you've been talk to me about you not wearing this mask on for ten minutes, ten minutes while you're right here in my proximity, and we were I'm at work and I'm like okay you see the sign that says mask required, and she has it on but she took it off and it wasn't she took it off because she had trouble time breathing she didn't mm -hmm. take it off because these um, masks ain't suffocating nobody that's not what she said she said well i just i just didn't feel like keeping that on anymore um do you think i want to keep this on for eight Don't hours nobody wake up in the morning like i can't <laughs> wait to cover half my face like, right right 
I can't wait to let my skin not breathe on the hill. Like, <laughs> right. Are you I can't wait to get these little bumps coming up. Girl, I was just like, why do you, why, why? what is possessing you <laughs> be so extra? What is possessing everybody to be so extra today? What I don't know. I don't know. I guess Jesus wanted to test the because um, it's just, <laughs> it's just been real. That's what I felt like. It was just try me day like and I didn't get the memo I didn't see the calendar invite you know I totally missed it I didn't know it was um, I didn't know the people work woke up today just prepared and ready to try me circled I had no idea um, circled and one of my friends texted me it was like a response at, to a thread we had been in together and he texted me a response after and was like hey I'm really really proud of you you didn't even go off on nobody like you handled that really well it's just one of those situations where I had to like sit the phone down, walk away, take a little, I took a little lap around the parking lot, came back in and then responded. Like, I mean, and that was just one of the jabs. Like, I don't, geez. Child. But I can say I did perform and behave better than I would have in the past. And all of the attention and attitude that I did not give was in fact not worth it. Um, yes. And so even here at the end of the day, I'm definitely feeling like what and why. <laughs> um, but <laughs> yes. at the same time, I can see the growth, you know, I can see the bit of growth here. But still, gee, like I I just I'm just ready to go to sleep and see try again tomorrow. Like <laughs> I'm with you. My eczema got crumped. Even my eczema joined in the party. I got <laughs> my hair dry. <laughs> eczema spots <laughs> up here on my wrist. I'm like, how you get on my wrist? What okay. hell did I touch to make you upset? Because what happens is either, while most people have eczema due to just just stress, mine is due to stress, or if I touch something that I get maybe allergic to or something I don't know about, which is why I wash my hands diligently anyway, before all this COVID stuff was happening. I wasn't a germaphobe. I just know that my skin tends to break out very easily. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all of a sudden, it wanted to join the party and burn. And <laughs> I'm like, what the crap? How, what did I touch on my wrist of all things that make, see? Like, I see, I see. What is, <sighs> I was like, okay. Apparently, I leveled up in Jumanji and I didn't know mm -hmm. and no one told me. But apparently, this is the level where all of a sudden, I'm just plopped down in the middle of the desert or something. And and I'm or the jungle, yeah, the jungle, and I gotta fight all the animals. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's, that's what happened today. And it wasn't that it was a a horrible day. Like I can't say it was nope. a horrible day. I've had horrible nope. days. Mm -hmm. It was just one of them days. Like, what? Huh? What? what? Why? What? Like, I, did? I ain't even did nothing. Yes, <laughs> I ain't even did nothing. <laughs> it was one of them. Like, do I have it on my forehead? And <laughs> try me today. Is that mm -hmm. what I have on my head right now? Mm -hmm. You know that famous, famous song that says, try Jesus. Don't try me. Don't try me. You know, it, it, it's trying to minister to the people. It's trying to tell them. And they're not listening. Mm -mm. I just, I know people have a lot of aggressions right now. I, I do know that. I'm not saying it's an excuse, but I am aware that the temperament of, of society is different. At it's, the tense. Um, it's tense. With a lot of things. It's compounded. You know, there's still, still some people that are not able to work. In Georgia, they have a thing called, I think it's Save Our Stages. And they are advocating for an extension of unemployment. 
for those that mm. are in the performing arts world because naturally if you can't have people gather to the fox theater to phillips arena you know to these places where there's a lot of employees that make these things happen then you need to extend some sort of relief for these people and i, I completely agree with them because in the performing arts you perform in front of an audience well if you can't have the audience buy tickets to the place what are you supposed to do? You can go virtual as much as you can, but you're not going to make as much money as you could if you could ticket the event properly. Mm-hmm. And unless everybody goes pay-per-view, which they won't, <laughs> you know, you really need to have some sort of assistance for these workers. And not just for the artists themselves, but even the people that are the ticket takers, you know, the janitor, mm-hmm. the production staff, lighting, sound, vendors, vendors, like, yeah, like, you need something, you know, to help them because that's their job is to be at these large arenas and doing all the things so we can enjoy all the things. And even that, I was like, man, you know, there's still some people that are not able to work properly the way they need to. Could they find a job, you know, in retail? Sure. The truth of the matter is they won't be able to make the same amount that they would need. So I I get it. You know, the temperament in the world is a little shifty. However, you ain't got to take it out on, on, on us, though. What did we do, though? <laughs> like, oh. you, ain't got to, you ain't got to take it out on us, you know. That is just so weird. I mean, timely Zoom came out. I could just see it in your face. It's like, hmm. But I already felt it in my spirit. But it's just weird. Like, the same. <laughs> the same thing. And I had been looking forward to this. Like, everything. I'm going to say. Yes, like, yes. Gonna be a lovely day. Going to see my sis later. Like, these are, like, the highlights of my evening these right um and this is still like this is still been the best part of my day i know right conversation i've had i'm with you this (laughs) um glad to be here glad i've arrived um but that's definitely definitely understandable didn't think about it that way things are definitely still tense out here in these streets and just even in the atmosphere it's just such a uncertain time you know so many things are out of our control and thankfully I'd say for us like at least we have our faith like we have something to kind of ground us even in the midst of the turbulence but everybody doesn't and even if you have faith that doesn't mean you're always in tune with it or connected with it or whatever you know you may know who God is but you probably don't feel like talking to him right now or maybe you're a little mad at him or whatever you know that's real (sighs) or if you're grieving like there's some people that are Mm -hmm. grieving because of losses that are COVID related and not COVID related, you know, but grief will make you feel that way too, where you're just kind of trying to process it all. And sometimes whoever is nearby gets it. (laughs) And then, you know, top of that, you're still trying to figure it out yourself. So I, I mean, I, I, I get it. There's a lot, especially with being faith walkers. One of the things that I know I struggled with was trying to make sure that people understood that I was human, that I may have positivity as the lane that I stay in and I live in but it doesn't mean that I don't get frustrated it doesn't mean that I don't feel like praying some days it doesn't mean that it it means that I choose my faith over everything else every day that's what today was today was definitely a day of choices like I feel like in every moment it's like the little devil's popped up and was like, how are we going to handle this? You know, <laughs> well, how are we going to handle this? I'm sitting yeah. on G ready on no friend. Which one of us you going to listen to? <laughs> uh, 
so it was just a test of like character yeah and faith yeah. like these are people who I've communicated with before who I want to still maintain relationships with so like I don't want to give you that sauce I don't want to I don't even want to go off on you who wants to be mad exactly it's too high it's too high I was gonna just say that it's energy draining it's 12,000 degrees outside let's just not let's just not but I had to be like the generator of that piece today which was yes uncommon and took more work than may have often does so okay <laughs> like That's I really so feel like I was the hand and feet of Jesus down here today <laughs> like, yeah let's be calm let's not how about this you know yeah yeah I even thought about how if you follow Jesus you have to allow him to have moments like this mm. That's what I thought about today. And not just today, but actually the last couple of weeks, it's kind of been floating in my brain about people that are doing a whole bunch of extra <laughs> with mm -hmm. Jesus and God and then marrying their faith to their politics. And it's like, that's not mm -hmm. completely the right thread you need to have, friend, because it's not designed to weave perfectly in and out of each other. However, in regards to me, <laughs> I just feel like don't be a part of a faith ministry or faith community that you're not willing to let the faith transform you. Mm. Why be a Jesus follower, a Jesus lover when you're not willing to be transformed like him? Like you don't want to be, you want to have your faith to where you want to have ritualistic religion and go to church and that's it. You don't want to actually let the word of God transform you. Let the word of God actually say, okay, hey, this is something you need to work on. So let's yeah. fix that. You know what? You need to grow in this area. So I'm about to put you through some challenges to get that muscle worked out because that muscle is a little weak. Let's get yeah. that muscle built up. You know what? You need to be kinder to brother so-and-so because he's actually going through some challenges you don't know about. So I'm going to put you and brother so-and-so on the same bus, on the same mission trip. <laughs> so y'all can just talk it out. Like, it's like you have to allow your faith to actually have work in you. And that only comes with some friction and some challenges and some extra Mario Brothers levels that you didn't know were there. <laughs> um, and that's what makes me think about the word, because... In Colossians chapter four, verse two, it says, devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and being thankful. Mm -hmm. So devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and being thankful. Those are your three jobs, Queendom, <laughs> your three jobs. What is the watchful? How do, you, how do you be watchful? What does that mean? What does that look like? What are we looking for? We out here watching. That's a good question. Okay, so one of the things that I love to do is I like to dig a little bit into the letters that Paul wrote. Mm -hmm. And I like to dig into some of the letters that he wrote because he was writing oftentimes in an incarcerated state. So he was yes, he stayed um, in jail, sure. look at him. Talk about <laughs> locked up, they won't let me out. Okay. That's, <laughs> that's the story of, of a lot of his life. And so that was number one thing. The number two thing he was absolutely devout in his faith despite being locked up for his faith. It wasn't that he was stealing money, you know, he had killed someone. Nope. 
just because you love Jesus, you're going to beat you up and you keep mm-hmm. trying to tell people about him. So we're going to go ahead and can that. That's what's going to happen. So this what got me with this particular part of, of the Bible is that all his letters, he's so in tune with what's going on, even though he's not there because <laughs> he's getting yeah. of what's happening. So he's like, oh, and another thing I heard that y'all been tripping. <laughs> I heard you've been cutting up. <laughs> Now, don't don't act like you didn't forget everything that I taught you while I was down there. Don't mm-hmm. act like I have not shared with you everything you needed to know. So shut it down, okay? Stop all that foolishness. Chill out. Oh, y'all having division in the church? Okay, have y'all talked it out amongst yourself? Mm-hmm. Have you brought it to the elders of the church? Hello, we've already talked about this. Like, I love the letters because they're like his, he's like the ultimate pen pal (laughs) you know trying to lead but from a very limited state and so Mm -hmm. that's what I think about and I think about Colossians chapter four and I'm actually in the process of doing some deep dives into these letters so Colossians I haven't gotten to yet I just finished Philippians actually but um, Proverbs oh that's what's up um Colossians chapter four goes into devoting yourself to prayer, being watchful and being thankful. And you have to remember being a Christian wasn't even a word, you know, then, you know, being a follower of Jesus was criminal (laughs) at that time. And so it wasn't popular. It wasn't sexy. It wasn't, oh my gosh, you're a Christian too. This is great. Let's hug. It wasn't like that. So his be watchful is like, listen, Pay attention to all these doctrines that's flying out around here, okay? Pay mm-hmm. attention to things that you know are not in alignment with what I taught you. And then devote yourselves to prayer, you know, so that way you can be mindful and be receptive and be observant to what's happening in the Holy Spirit. It just it's one of them things where I feel like he was just trying to let them know, listen, you can pray all day, but pay attention too. <laughs> okay, friends? Mm-hmm. Pay attention. And then after you pay attention, be thankful. Because the truth of the matter was, even though they didn't have a whole lot, they had each other. Mm-hmm. They had each other. I love the next part where it says, and pray for us too, that God may open a door for our message that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. He's telling them, you know, to keep him in prayer too, so I, which I appreciate because a lot of times you put humility. Paul on- Yes, we put Paul on a pedestal a lot of times, in which I know I've been guilty of it. <laughs> but he's real talk. He's like, hey, pray for us too. And not even pray for us to get free, but pray for us that the message continues to go forth and opens doors to continue to let this thing multiply <laughs> and reciprocate. It's it's crazy. I, I I love the fact that he's like, hey, pray for us that we can minister up in here, uh, minister to some people, be great. Uh, oh, excuse me, real quick, gotta gotta go. They're gonna beat me again because you know they <laughs> yeah, still only did that. <laughs> so I thought that was really dope. And then the next verse in verse four says, "Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act towards outsiders." Mm. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation. Why well, I feel like he preaching to us is he did smash my ages. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. That was definitely today's challenge. 
um, full of grace, grace towards yourself and others because you don't know what's going on with them on their end, why they're behaving this way, why they're speaking to you this way. Season with salt, like, you know, we use salt to make things taste good. So it's like, you know, sprinkle a little something in there. Go ahead and throw that extra. You know how you put LOL at the end of a message when you ain't even laughing? You know, <laughs> sprinkle a little something in there, an extra good morning, a thank you or something. Right. Put a little Lowry's, a little Tony's on there. So. A little stuff on there. <laughs> and so you can know how to answer everyone. Like, you may never know. You may be talking to an assistant now, but they may open the door to the CEO. Or you may be talking to a customer now, but they may open the door to their whole family or neighborhood of people. Can yeah. even be new clients. It's like, or even just for your own self-image. Birmingham is small, or communities are small as well. In a lot of ways, the people know you and things through like word of mouth. You know. Yeah. So you never know who you're dealing with, who you interacting with, or how that may be later reflected upon you. Yeah. Something my dad used to always say was keep your name clean. Ooh. He would that's always some wisdom. Say, just keep your name clean. And I, I promise you, I do my best to try to keep up to that. Because if anything else, whether I am here today or gone tomorrow, <laughs> if nothing else, my name is going to conjure up thoughts, feelings, and sentiments. And that's something that's going to live well past me. Yeah. You know? I'm I remember I went to lunch with someone and we were sitting down and the first thing they said was like, well, you know, I was, um, you know, I did a little research on you. I went around, I asked a few people, you know, do you know Jasmine Shaw? Can you tell me anything about her? But did nobody know nothing? And I was sitting on the other end like, great, good. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> excellent. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. I told you. I, just, you. <laughs> I don't like, they don't know me because I haven't been there hanging it or kicking it with them or doing those things. And not to say that it's even bad, but just like, you know, I want you to, I want to be able to introduce myself to you. If we were in a professional setting, professional relationship, like, you know, my name is clean in that area here. Yeah. You know, you may ask, talk to some of my friends from the early 2000s and they may say something different, but <laughs> in <laughs> retrospect of like this area of my life, I do want to keep it clean. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's difficult to be introverted <laughs> and quote unquote, keep your name clean to a certain extent. I definitely know it's doable because we do it. It definitely has its level of difficulty because number one, we don't like to be moving and shaking like that anyway. So we enjoy a certain level of anonymity. And having that anonymity creates a safe space. It creates a it security. does. That's exactly how I felt when they told me. That was like, oh, great. Like, my yeah. doors have been properly closed. <laughs> that's, that's what happened. So, like, to, to have that cozy space, but then be called by God to do things outside of that cozy space that then puts you in the line of fire <laughs> to then act outside of your character you're like, whoo, hey, look, don't let this fool you, okay? <laughs> I'm like this for a reason. It's not that I mm -hmm. can't come on your side of the street. It's that I'm mm -hmm. choosing not to come on your side of the street. And one thing that I have been doing 
on purpose is every time I've been met with this tomfoolery, I really do in in the spirit, I I put my hand up like not today. Mm-hmm. Like no, it stops here. You you throwing all that fire, it stops here. Yeah. You know, and I have to make myself remember that I have the authority to do that. I have the authority yeah. to say no, not over here. You can redirect that somewhere else to someone else, but I'm going to snuff that out or put my shield up. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I'm going to put my shield up as a part of my armor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Come on, Ephesians, uh, with the whole armor of God that Roman soldiers also had a shield and the shield is to protect from the things that I can't control. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't control you. But still get close. Yeah. I can't control you firing darts at me. I can't control you trying to jab me, but I can control protecting myself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like with words, that's where I was today. And even yesterday, you know, this one lady just was not listening. Listening is an art, people. It, it is. is. And I'm just sitting there looking at her, telling her the same thing over and over again. I'm literally repeating the same sentence. Ooh, I hate repeating myself. One way to torture me. And it's like she's staring right at me. Okay, so what you're saying is, no, <laughs> that's not what I said at all. And I said the same sentence in the same way. Okay, so what am I supposed to do? If you just calm down all the radio noise that you got in your brain and close the tabs, we can get somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're listening to understand and not mm-hmm. hearing to respond, then we can get somewhere. And that's where I was even yesterday. I felt like nobody wanted to listen yesterday. I'm going, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I know I'm not speaking Mandarin. I know that I am not invisible. So I have no idea what is going on here. And all I kept thinking about was, I have the authority to say, no, you're not going to bring that over here to me. And that's what I ended up doing. Well, I, don't, I said, well, ma'am, and I held my hand up because I, I was just done at that point. I said, ma'am, let's try one more time. I'm going to start over, okay? I'm going to start over. And I started over and I broke it down to the lowest common denominator kindergarten style Mm -hmm. and she goes oh oh okay i i'm sorry i didn't hear you yeah i know i know you didn't i'm very aware Mm -hmm. uh that you weren't listening i'm very aware and where i get with the word is like i'm in control of my part of the conversation so it's my job to make sure that Mm -hmm. my part of the conversation is seasoned with grace Mm-hmm. season with salt mm-hmm. throw some some herbs and spices and things on them yeah. and sometimes just being quiet I saw a post somebody said um God knows the full story don't worry about trying to tell your side yeah and when I tell you that bless me Amen. that bless me because I can't tell you how many times I've been lied on and I'm like that is not what happened mm-hmm. but because I'm generally quiet I stay to myself I really only talk when I want to. And then when I don't want to talk, mm-hmm. I don't say anything. That's it. That's all of it. And <laughs> and then when I don't say anything, it makes, you know, sometimes people feel uncomfortable because they're like, well, you okay? I'm like, yeah. Fine. Sometimes I intentionally stay silent because I need people to, re- I need people to hear themselves. Like, 
Yes, I need Lord. you to hear what yes. you're saying to me, or I need you to hear, or I need you to hear me not responding to your shade or tomfoolery yes. or whatever. Yes. Um, so I am intentionally silent lots of times. Yes, you're very right. I can't control what comes my way. All I can control is how I react and how I respond. So even in looking at to the, at situations today, it's just like, do I want to go there? Right. Like, do I want to be angry? Do I want to start going tit for tat? And honestly, no. Like younger Jasmine, I mean, now still now I do say hot and ready like a little Caesar's pizza. Okay, it's <laughs> never far away. You can always get it, but. It's just, I'm more selective about how many deliveries I make. You know, I don't, that right I can't even right. remember the last time I was even truly mad or truly angry. And so I just don't want to go back to that place. Like I get a headache, my throat hurt, I'm yelling, or I'm frustrated, I'm tired. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I can just let you have it. Or I can just say, okay, or, you know, whatever. Something. My okay game is real strong. Honey, I'm getting my it. okay history <laughs> is strong because <laughs> it'll, it'll release you it, that yeah. okay them two little letters be like oh, okay and then that's it and i'm just gonna <laughs> have it that's it. <laughs> that's it 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 blesses me every time that was one of the best life lessons i received in the last 10 years was an okay ministry mm. get you a good strong okay because some people no matter what you say or what you do, they are wrapped up in their own little world and they will unfortunately suffocate themselves yeah. because of it. And you'll be yeah. wrapped up in the, in the, the melee, in the rat race, in the anxiety, in the frustration, in the anger. And if you're not careful, you'll be wrapped up in it right along with them. And mm-hmm. I, pray tell, do not want to do that. So my okay yeah. ministry would be like, okay, if you ask me what you need to do, I've told you what you need to do. And you don't do it. Okay. If you said, well, you know, I was, but then I then and then and then then, but <laughs> I, I thought you were gonna understand, but then well never mind. Okay. <laughs> that's what you're gonna get. Because okay have, saves me. Okay saves Yes, that's it. I've known someone who enjoyed arguing. Oh um, now friends like that. This face to face, they would never admit it. They would never admit. However, in the pattern of our conversations, they would always like spark mm-hmm. conversations where we, they knew we had different opinions or they would just associate themselves, link themselves to a stance that was just so outlandish yeah. that they knew that it would like infuriate me or get me to be like, no, what's because? Because, you know, I'm all about the passion thing. I'm all about saving the world and achieving things. So like, yeah. they like the there's a cause... Yes, they do. Like, if it's a cause I'm passionate about or something or a topic that I feel like needs some championing, I'm in there. And they would bait me. Yep. And it took it took so long for me to realize you are being played. Like, they are controlling, like a puppeteer. Mm-hmm. They are controlling your emotions. But at the end of the day, you're the person at the end of the day with no voice. <laughs> you're yep. the person that's tired, got the headache, like I was saying. Mm-hmm. You're the person that's mad and frustrated. And they're going on about their day, living life nice and peaceful because their mission has been accomplished. Absolutely. You know? And so it really hurt me and stirred me to be sitting out here thinking, like, people could be this way. Or, like, how could you find excitement or joy? Like, how could you be generated on that? But I just had to accept that that's the reality of how it is. It sometimes, is. Sometimes and for some people... And so then I had to undertake the weight of like, okay, well, what is my responsibility in this? And that means that maybe I just don't associate with you. 
or we just yeah. got to keep it real surface level or an extended long handle spoon type of relationship or something because um, I'm just responsible for myself I can't get to heaven and be like but they started it don't work like that. <laughs> right, right. Well, that well, won't that be interesting? Like, well, actually, she said, yeah. he came over here and then he 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 met he started with me, you know. Jesus will be looking at you so sideways, like exactly. He gonna be like, they spit in my face and mm-hmm. like. <laughs> Need you to man up, woman up, G. <laughs> I had to take that power back, though. I had to take the power and own my part in it. Like, yeah, they may start the conversations, but you respond. It's true. It's very true. I, I'm telling you, that lesson has blessed me so much that some people just love drama. Some mm-hmm. people just love drama. They love being wound tight. And it's okay. It's just I don't have to be a part of your movie. Mm. I don't have to be wrapped up in the sauce with you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be a help in case you need me. I'm going to be on the outside of the sauce, <laughs> but I'm not going to be in the sauce, getting upset with you, boxing with you, and we both knocked out. That's dumb. Yeah. Somebody, <laughs> my dad again. I tell you, he's popping up all over the place. Mm-hmm. My dad again, he goes, somebody got to have some sense. Yeah. He would say that when he heard people doing so much, he was like, well, somebody got to have some sense. Because it's true. You can't sit there and try to convince someone of something and they are not listening. That no matter what they say, they are not going to even try to understand the truth your side, the options, whatever the conversation is about. They're not going, they're not trying to. So you are literally talking to a brick wall and you're exhausting your voice and you are exhausting your resources and it's not worth it. It's so hard for me. And I don't know if it's the same thing for any of my friends out here listening. Like my love language is words of affirmation. So I think all the time that anything can be solved with a conversation. Like yep. if we have an argument or we disagree and if something's wrong, I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I'm going to save the day. We just need to talk about it. Okay. <laughs> we just need to have a conversation. Clearly there's some confusion in the air. Don't right. worry guys. I'm going to explain it clearly. Yep. You're going to get it and things will be fine. Okay. Yep. I had to learn yep. <laughs> people don't, everybody don't listen though. Like you're saying, everybody is not listening. So no matter how much how many times i would exhaust myself like you had to do with the lady with the woman who you had to re-explain things to no matter how many times i broke it down no matter how many times i said it i would be driving myself insane like why is this not working like i never considered for such a long time that they simply weren't listening and they had no desire to listen i just always put that weight on me like oh you're just not saying it right or you still haven't explained it clearly no beloved Mm-mm. This is just not a relationship that needs to be maintained. Hi, CJ Wade here. Did you know that Queens Be Like podcast is on Facebook and Instagram? Our handle on both places, it's Queens Be Like PC. That's P as in pod, C as in cast. Look forward to seeing you there. But in the meantime, don't move. The show's coming back on. In communication arts, one of the things that we would talk about would be the different types of noise 
that can interfere mm. between the sender and the receiver. So in the transactional model of communication, unlike the interaction model, you would have two-way, right? So we used to think of communication as, okay, sender to receiver and complete because the receiver got the message. Check, mm -hmm. no, doesn't work that way. You have sender, receiver, receiver, sender, sender, receiver, yeah. you know, back and yeah, bounce back, yeah. Yes, a constant back, bounce back. And that's what makes it transactional. And so when I would teach this, that part of the lesson, I would say, listen, think about the word transaction. Most people think of money. They think about something relating to commerce or a bank deposit or withdrawal. They think of something that's an exchange. I said, well, it's the same way when it comes to communication. If you always communicate with the idea that I'm going to do the output and you're going to have the input and that's it, you are missing out on half of the entire communication mm -hmm. sequence. Every day, you're gonna miss That's it. Good. And so with one oh, side, oh, there's Sammy. And he agrees. He agrees and he ran out the door at something. I will get him later. So with the communication model, you have so many different types of noise that can interfere between sender and receiver. You have interpersonal noise, you have noise that's happening between the two people, um, like Sammy barking, right? That's external noise that's happening. <laughs> um, then you can have internal noise as well. Like what if someone's hungry and you're trying to explain something to them? Mm. Then it's difficult for them to really focus. Or if they have a loved one in the hospital, um, it's difficult for them to focus right then. So that's internal noise. Then you can have semantic noise where I just don't understand the words of, of what you're saying. I hear you, but I'm not understanding the syntax of, of what you're talking about because I don't understand the vocabulary or I have a different mm -hmm. definition for that word. I'm from the North, you're from the South, you know, so where you're saying some so soda, you know, I'm saying pop or, or something, you know, you can have that kind of noise. Um, you can have psychological noise where you can be sad or be angry or be happy really really happy and you know sometimes when people are really really happy they're not listening they're like you won ten thousand dollars but in 20 years of payments of you know, and, they, <laughs> and they missed that little part so we talk about the different road bumps <laughs> that can happen between sender and receiver and that's not even counting the relational noise so that means that hopefully y'all on good terms when y'all even talking. Because if you're not on good terms, there's relational noise that's transpiring. Now, when you're talking to me, I'm thinking, she only called me when she needs some. You know, so I, I'm with you. I hear you. I understand you, you know, in terms of what you're saying, the semantics of what you're saying. There's no external noise, but there's relational noise between us. Mm -hmm. that we have Come not on, Professor Wade. So... <laughs> I just, communication is, is my jam. And so that's what annoys me when people don't respect it because I believe yeah. if we really pay attention to it, we will hear the voice of God. We will see God in our language. We will have the opportunity to influence each other and to assist one another rather than tear one another down. It's not as complicated as we would like for it to be in terms of the opportunity to truly understand each other.
and to just be upfront and say, you know what, I'm not in my best self today to really have that kind of conversation. Do you mind if we schedule a day and time to do that? Or can you give me an hour after I've washed my hair and taken a shower and then maybe I take can my bra off. <laughs> right. Can I take my bra off and my mask off first um, mm -hmm. before we talk and just be up front, you know, just be up front and be honest with people. And that to me is what annoys me is that I don't see that happening enough. I'm like, mm -hmm. come on people. We're all in a different state. Not everybody's stressed out. You know, there's some people that are okay. But let's just be graceful enough to be honest. Let's be graceful yeah. enough with each other to be honest. And then maybe we'll actually get somewhere. And you know, I think it, it sometimes it's hard. It's hardest to be honest with the people that we're closest to or the people you might care the most about. Because there's this like, oh, I don't want to hurt their feelings or I don't want to push them away. But like, part of what makes your relationship strong and valuable is the ability to bear your soul. You know, like if anybody going to be honest with me, I need it to be you. I need it to be my sister, you know, like yeah. my friends. Like that's why you're in my little circle here. Um, that's why you're, right. you have access to this level of vulnerability, you know? So that's, that's so why true. your words got to be seasoned with salt here so it can be received well. Yes, yes. Because I love the fact that he says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity because it does require wisdom. It requires wisdom to say, you know, I could cuss you out right now. And not just cuss you out, but like, I could use vernacular that you really don't understand. And it make you feel so small. Truly diminish <laughs> you. Finish him. <laughs> Get over here. You know, we can do all of that. We can do it. You know, I could, but wisdom will say, you know what? I'm only going to have to interact with you for about 30 more seconds mm -hmm. and this will be over. You know, I don't really have to jump on the tennis court with you on this. Mm -hmm. So if you want to play this game, play by yourself, you know, play by yourself. <laughs> I don't have to play with you. I don't. I agree. And I'm okay with that. <laughs> I know. It's like the older I get. It's like the older I get, the smaller my circle seems to become, but I'm okay with that because my circle is very rich. The relationships I have now and the things we talk about, it's like I can see like the pouring in to each other, like iron sharp as iron. That's it. Mm -hmm. I feel like I have some very strong iron pieces in my, in my, in my circle here and I don't want to lose that. And it makes me very selective about even still who I live in or how close, like, I think one of the greatest lessons I learned last year was like, there's levels to friendship. Yeah. Um, like, you know, we generalize and throw out like, oh, that's my friend. That's my friend. I could have met you two days ago. If I'm talking to somebody else, I'm like, oh, that's my friend. Um, but it's levels to that. Mm-hmm. It's true. I don't know where I was going with it, but that was that. No, it's true. <laughs> it's true. Hey, Sammy. Hmm. Look, he came on back in. Look at there. Y'all know. Well, he just had something to handle out there. <laughs> he had to go communicate with somebody and it had to be face to face. Apparently so. We've been working on our comeback ministry. Hmm. We've been working on that. Um, That's good. Mm -hmm. Dobby and I have been playing fetch. We, we kind of got it down. Oh, shucks. Yeah, kind of got it down. He will only fetch, I know, the stringy thing, so don't throw a ball. But he broke one of my headbands. 
He oh. broke one of my like elastic headbands, and oh, so now no. it's just a bangly string. And if I throw it, he will get it. So and he really enjoyed it. So it's like, oh, all right, my. that's good. Yeah. That's good. At least he's and not then, in blinds like he was before. Oh no, he's still out of blinds, but it's okay. I don't. It's well with my son. I'm over it. It's a battle I choose not to fight. Save your energy, sis. Yeah, it's not like, anything. Just run your hand over it at the end. It's fine. <laughs> Just meow. Yeah. Right. Got it. One way that we can power up for sure in this season. That's what you get. You tired, boy? You tired? What do you get? Right there in them streets like that. His ears all back. He's scared himself. Yes. Alright. So one of the things we can do to power up is to really dig deep for gratitude. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that really is a weapon, just like everything else. Yeah. Know? It really is a weapon. When that coworker said, girl, I'm telling you, that was, God is good. Cause you, you know, she did all that. I, I didn't feel boastful. I really was yeah. trying to come down because of all the things that I had in my mind and my throat that was trying to not to come out. So, um, I did not feel boastful at all. And the only thing I could manage to tell her was thank God for growth and thank God for wisdom. Like that's all I could tell her because that's how I felt. And I feel like my gratefulness is a weapon that I can use to combat moments like that. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to let you do that to me because I'm grateful that God is literally right here with me right now. While you act this stupid, he is right here with me. I'm grateful that I have a home to come to. I'm grateful that I have enriching relationships. I'm glad that I have love in my heart. And it sounds very cliche, like, oh, just be grateful about everything. And then everything goes away. No, no, no. It doesn't go away. Definitely not. Doesn't go away. You know, (laughs) doesn't go away. Just because you have a weapon doesn't mean the battle is over. You got to actually use Right. It. That's it. These are the weapons because you're in battle. Like, what I would say is wake up every day and put on the full armor of God, okay? Full. From the head plate down to the shoes. Full. <laughs> full. And then you got to shine that thing up, get them dents out, let the Holy Spirit wash over you, mm-hmm. read that word, pray that prayer. And continue to go out there and you fight another day. That's that's how that is sometimes. And you go through seasons where you feel like you are literally in the thick of it. And you're just Mm -hmm. swinging the sword. And then you're like, oh, you know. And so that that is a reality of walking in faith. Don't let anyone make you feel like, okay, well, now that I believe in the Lord. And now that he's Lord and Savior of my life. That means everything's perfect. Uh, no. It is not. <laughs> it is not. You may sing like the people on the Hillsong channel some days, and then some days you may be about to cuss out your mailbox. Um, you know, I don't. I don't know because <laughs> it, it, life has its ups and downs. But I think there is a reason why weaponry that is not tangible is listed in the Bible. Yeah as a reason why is because we don't fight against flesh and blood we fight against things that are not seen we fight against dark 
principalities and things that are moving even though, even though we don't know they're moving. You're like, what would possess someone to have road rage to run you off the road and you didn't do anything? That has happened to me before. I'm like, I don't even know you. I didn't do anything. I am driving straight. Mm -hmm. I'm driving straight. <laughs> I'm driving the speed limit, probably three miles to five miles above, but I'm riding the mm -hmm. speed limit. What is your problem why you are behind me where I can't even see your headlights anymore? Oh my and God. You're honking at me. And it's not that you can't go around. You just are being temporarily occupied by an evil spirit. That's, that's the only mm -hmm. I can do to describe that. You know, I don't have any other way of explaining it. So in Ephesians 6, when he talks about wrestling against things that are not seen, you know, mm -hmm. I believe that's what we dealt with today. <laughs> we were, we were yeah. pummeled with the unseen and it came out in areas that we had to see it. <laughs> and we were like, what? Where is this coming from? And so to me, being grateful is a way to, to combat that. And not just being grateful over the big things. I've had to dig deep some days and be grateful for the very, very minute things. Like one day I was so angry and I rarely get angry. It takes a lot to make me angry. Dang. It really does. But once I'm there, I'm fuming. Yep. I'm going to give it everything. I'm going to be the best angry person you've ever seen in your life. <laughs> Top tier anger, baby. Grade A. Okay. I'm going to have a cape. <laughs> yeah. Grade A anger. And, and I know I need to steep. Like, it takes me a minute. Even if I forgive you, whatever. I just need a minute. And that by minute, I just mean until I say otherwise, okay? A minute might literally literally be a minute or I might need a day or two just to come on back down. Because I'm going so hot to reach it. Yeah, because it takes so much to get there. Mm -hmm. At least it, for me, for sure, it, it takes a lot to get me angry. I may be annoyed. And annoyed is actually a little more dangerous to me than angry. But anger, to be angry, it takes a lot for me to get there. And so one day I was so angry that I just had to just stand there and think of the most randomest things to be grateful for. And I remember standing there going, Lord, I am grateful that my eyes blink. Because <laughs> if my eyes didn't blink, my eyelids, if my eyelids didn't blink, my eyes would dry out. So Lord, I'm grateful that you care enough about me to make my eyes blink. Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you that I have earlobes. <laughs> my earlobes, they carry earrings that I like. They do be nice. And I'm so grateful that you have given me earlobes upon which <laughs> you hang my earrings with. Lord, I am grateful. <laughs> for a neck that can hold <laughs> because without this neck it would bob and weave <laughs> to and fro and I wouldn't have control over my bodily functions. Thank you Lord for my kidneys that just all the when I tell you, I had to when I tell you <laughs> I mm -hmm. had to extract Mm -hmm. as much gratefulness out of that little moment 
in that seed and just squeeze. <laughs> that's faith, though. That's like, that's, that's the yeah. life. That's Christian life. That's walking the walk with God. You know, Jesus told yeah. his disciples, sit down, everything you have, throw away everything you own, and follow me. You know, like, this, this life ain't easy here. Those are the real deal moments. That is how you like continue to like prune yourself mm-hmm. and grow, you know, just even being the moment like, okay, I could walk around here and just throw things at the wall or, or I could focus on trying to find something to be grateful for. That's yeah. maturity there. Oh yeah. I, I remember that moment and some others and now it's more second nature Mm Isn't that something I feel like I have to struggle to do as much as I used to? Not to say I've arrived. I haven't. But it's just, that's one of them sprouts that I'm like, okay, I know how to use that weapon. You know, I'm skilled in that one. I can pick that one up. We good. I'm good with that one. And so for me, gratefulness is more of an offensive tool than something that is more oh, let's just be thankful today. It's not that for me. Whereas for somebody yeah, else- It's not like a superficial platitude. Exactly, that, that. It's not, it's not that for me at all. It's not, it's not something that's just nice to do for me. Now for somebody mm-hmm. else, that may be something that's great for them and their journaling you know, habit because they have a yeah. journaling habit. And that's cool. Like do what works for you, sis. And bro, do what works for you, for real, for real. But for me- gratefulness is something that I have to pick up like a weapon on a battlefield and say okay you're not gonna get me today because mm-hmm. of this 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 and this and this and this lord I'm thankful that I have clothes that I can wash lord I'm thankful that I have a bathroom when my bathroom flooded last month I was like lord I'm grateful I have a bathroom that can even flood so lord you know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you, you know where the money is, you know, where the, the toilet is I got to buy, like, you know, and I was able to, you know, buy the, the new toilet for it. And I thank the Lord for my aunt and my cousin that rushed in to help save the day. And, um, you know, I just, I, all I could do, all I kept doing was saying, all I kept doing as I drove to work was say, Thank you, Lord, that I have family. Thank you, Lord, that my aunt and my cousin were nearby and they could come and help me clean it up and, well, replace the, the toilet. And um, I thank you, Lord, that I was able to, to have the money set back aside to buy the toilet and to purchase it online so then my mom could pick it up. And so she had used the truck to pick up the toilet and all while I'm at work. You know, because I kept being like, well, I'm just going to cancel my clients and I'll just stay and deal with this. But they were like, no, go to work. Mm-hmm. We got this. Go to work. It's okay. We got this. But me being me, no, it's my <laughs> house. I don't leave my responsibilities. What are you talking about? You know, uh-huh. but they were trying to let me know. So all I kept doing was saying, Lord, I'm so grateful that my family was able to be in proximity enough to be at play on my behalf and I could easily go down the road of oh this is a first day why 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 I could have Mm -hmm. but gratefulness to me right then was my weapon because they said no you go ahead and go to work you you go to work we got this and it made me release control 
and me to have peace of mind. So make gratitude be whatever you need it to be in this season. Yes. Whatever you need it to be, you know, that thankfulness, that divine centered praise, mm-hmm. the prayer, the being watchful, be, be watchful. I am a fan of if we both serve the Lord and we got the same spiritual father, we should look alike. Mm-hmm. We should look alike. We should be able to get along. I ain't say agree, but we should be able to get along. There's no way in the world that you can have your hands up on the same worship song that I have on, that I'm listening to, and we are enemies, like mortal enemies. That doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't. So be grateful in regards to whatever you need for it to be. Pick up that tool whenever you need it for it to be that. And that wisdom will then flow out of you because at the end of that that interaction I told that woman you have a blessed day now and then she goes you too I'm not saying I changed her life but if nothing else my coworker was blessed by it and I yeah. was thinking she was around me looking yeah honestly I was just trying to be on the battlefield and not lose this level <laughs> that's all I was trying to do I was like, Lord, I feel like this is a test and I'm going to pass. I'm mm-hmm. going to pass today. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. So we hope that you pass, okay? Pass the test here. Pass. Yes, pass. as best you can. Gratitude makes you realize that God is present and how good he is in your, like, weakest, most frustrating, lost-feeling moments. You have to, like, but it doesn't just, like, pop out at you, like, and here I am to save the day. Friendly reminder of how blessed you are. Right. You have to, like, go work for it. You got to find the gratitude. Um, you have to seek it out for yourself. Like Scripture says, um, you will seek me, you will find me when you seek me with all your heart. Yeah, And practicing gratitude is one of those ways that you seek God. It's like, okay, everything around me is turbulent right now. It's getting crazy. It's testing my patience. I have to seek God. I have to find some way to realize, hey, he's still here in my life, even if it isn't showing up in this very moment, like in this conversation. Yeah. Where something else I can snag on to remember he's still good. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually one of my favorite verses is um, Jeremiah 29, 13, that you said, you will seek me and find me, um, you know, when you, when you seek with your whole heart, mm-hmm. you know, when you seek me with your whole heart, then you will find me. And I appreciate that God put that in your heart to say, because I think that's one of the things that we are not doing as much as we should be doing. So that way we would have the wisdom to have our speech seasoned and have it full of grace so that we know how to answer everybody. Mm-hmm. We got to make sure we're doing the seeking thing. Definitely. <laughs> so we're going to just leave y'all right there. Leave you right there. First things first, seek. <laughs> seek ye first. That's in Matthew. Okay. Mm-hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of, kingdom of God and all these things. Will be added to you. And I'm going to repeat it. I'm going to say it right so I can do it. (laughs) Do it right. Because I know it's Matthew 6, but I don't know where it is. Yeah. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added to you. So you got 
Jeremiah 29, 13 telling you in God's voice that you will seek me and find me when you seek me with your whole heart. And then you have Matthew 6, 33 telling you once again that you need to seek. And it's not rocket science. If you continue to seek, continue to pray, continue to say, Lord, show me you in this situation. Show me me in this situation. What is it that I'm having to learn in this? Because apparently they have their own relationship and communication with you that I am not responsible for, but I am responsible for my relationship with you. So what is it that I need to be grasping and extracting from the situation and this conversation? And Mm -hmm. Lord, I thank you that you are Emmanuel, God with us, you know? Yeah. The situations often aren't, God brings situations in um, to try to change your heart, to try to change you. Remember, we're like constantly on the potter's wheel and he's molding and shaping us. Mm -hmm. And so we just kind of have to yield to the situations in order to, be matured and molded into what he wants us to become. And even in that verse you read, like when he says all these things will be added onto you, it's very easy for us to get excited and think that he only means tangible things right. like money and a new house, a new car, et cetera, et cetera. But some of the greatest gifts are fruits of the spirit. So yeah. even like what was birthed out of some, maybe some of our conversations today, patience, uh, gentleness, self-control, mm-hmm. you know, like those things are more valuable than some of these tangible <laughs> assets that we may be seeking out of because they're going to fade away one day. You know, your car can break down, your house can burn down, your hair might fall out. You never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but the kind of person you are, your character, your temperament, how well you're able to carry and maintain yourself in the midst of life situation, that speaks volumes. That's what's going to help you go to bed at night and keep your anxiety down or, you know, manage your emotions well. Those are the true gifts. Amen to that. <laughs> Welcome back to our newest segment for this season called Crown Check. And today, we just want to reiterate some of the verses that you may have heard flying around during the bottom line, because mm-hmm. we don't want you to miss those nuggets that you can chew on this week. So the first one is Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. It says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. And I just wanted to quickly reiterate that, isn't that what we all want? We want someone that seeks us with their heart, not with just their hand and what we can do for them. But we want someone that seeks us with their heart, their whole heart, that they want you for you. Well, same thing that God wants. So you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. That's Jeremiah 29, 13. The second one is from Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. And it says, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Again, seek first, then the things. And like my sister said, absolutely. Doesn't necessarily mean it's all tangible things. We have to be mindful that the fruit of the spirit comes as a result of production, and that production has to be cultivated. So we have to allow ourselves to be aerated by the experiences that we have. So yeah. that way God's fruit can be produced out of us. So Matthew 6, 33, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And all That's these it. things will be given to you as well. The next one, Ephesians chapter 6, 
verses 10 through 17. I ain't gonna lie. This is like my gangster verse passage right here. (laughs) It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And usually we hear that part and we get crunk. Yes, be strong Mm -hmm. in the Lord. That's it. But then we gotta, right, right. So then we forget that we gotta actually do something other than just be strong. Well, how do you be strong? I be strong by doing verse 11. (laughs) So let's start with verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And lastly, but not least, Verse 17, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Mm-hmm. That is Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 through 17. Last but not least again, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 6. Devote yourselves to prayer being watchful and thankful and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Verse six, let your conversation be always full of grace seasoned with salt so that you may know how to answer everyone. Those are the four verses that we highlighted in the bottom line today. And our prayer is that you really allow those verses to marinate into your spirit this week. Mm -hmm. We don't know what darts are coming. That's not our job. Mm -hmm. Our job is to be ready. Because they're coming. (laughs) Our job is to be ready. And we do have that part in our control. We can be ready. So if you didn't do a good job last week, <laughs> if you said some things that are a little flippant um, that you're not quite proud of, we're going to dust that off. We're going to ask for forgiveness. We're going to say, Lord, I need your help. Help your girl. Help your man out. I need some help. And that's okay to do too. So in Jesus' name, go in peace. And we hope to see y'all again next week. See you soon. And don't forget, if there's a question you need a little bit of advice on or a situation that's kind of got you confused, email us at queensbelightpodcast at gmail.com so we can give you a little insight. And you can also check us out on social media at queensbelightpc. And if you can't remember that, just Google queensbelightpodcast and you will find us. We'll be there. We'll be there. Thanks for tuning in to today's show, guys. Yes. Um, and remember, chins lifted. Crowns up. Bye, Bye friends. friends.